Hello, this is Elizabeth Spring from North Node Astrology and NorthNodeAstrology.com. So today we're going to be talking about prescription for Pluto transits and the South Node. Uh, could call it South Node afflictions. We all have a South Node somewhere, and uh, we do get Pluto transits, and uh, they have been dreaded by many, but I think that there is so much that we can still learn about them. Um, I've been a professional astrologer since 1992, and I have um, counseled people on um, how to handle their transits uh, for Saturn and Uranus, Neptune, and so forth. All the all the planets. There are certain things that help us, but what will help the uh, a transit of Pluto? is uh, is difficult it, it's uh, it's very unique and I think in some ways I'm just truly understanding that in a way that I never did before uh, I'm having a Pluto squaring the moon transit um, these days and so I'm learning firsthand about Pluto transits and this also applies the same um, way of thinking for what one might call a south node affliction or whatever your south node is in. Um, my last book was called South Node Astrology, Uncovering Your Soul's Karmic Inheritance. And in that book, I do specifically talk about and make it easy for you to find where your south node is, what, what sign and house it's in, and um, you can read about it, and I do talk about some of the what you might call prescriptive, uh, helpful information for dealing with your south node. But today I want to go a little deeper into it. So thanks for coming by, and I hope you enjoy today. Okay, so we're back here, and we're talking about Pluto transits and dealing with one's south node today. And in just want to say in two of my books, I, I talk about almost prescriptions for dealing with um, these transits and the south node. Um, one is called one of the uh, books is lifting the veil, becoming your own best astrologer. And the other one is my newest book, South Node Astrology. Uh, uncovering your soul's karmic inheritance. Both of those are on uh, Amazon in uh, Kindle and Audible and paperback. And in them, you will find some of what I'm talking about today. But I feel as if I've learned a little bit more. I've personally been going through this Pluto um, squaring the moon transit, and I've been learning from it. And when we talk about Pluto, you know, Pluto was lord of the underworld. And usually, you know, none of these um, these things that happen to us, these, these transits that come and go like clouds coming into our life, they're not there to hurt us, but they are there to motivate us and to transform us. And as humans, we're usually pretty resistant to this kind of change. So um, when I've 
been counseling people over the years that we would say, okay, well, this is very general and very, very light, um, but just let's say for a Saturn transit, what do you want to to do if a person's having Saturn conjuncting the sun or Saturn squaring or opposing one of your major planets, what you need to do is to dig in and work, do the hard work, um, uh, discipline yourself, take out the garbage, do what needs to be done. It's a very doable planet. And if you're willing to do the hard work with Saturn, you get very good results. Now, let's say something like Uranus. Uranus uh, the mantra for Uranus is let's do something different. Let's allow some new ways of behavior, some synchronicities, some aha moments into our life. Let's be flexible and open our lives up. All right, that's Uranus. But what is a prescriptive thought for Neptune is um, to nurture the right side of your brain, your intuitive, artistic, emotional side um, to inspire yourself so that you can tune into these Neptunian energies that are the higher octave of Venus. It really is about love and and boundarylessness. And um, so with Neptune, people sometimes feel that they're they're worried they're losing their mind because they can't think as well. The left brain isn't operating as well as the right brain, but it's a temporary condition and it will go back to normal. So that's Neptune. Um, but then we get to Pluto. So what do we say for Pluto? I have always talked about how it is the planet of surrender, of letting go, trusting the flow of life. You can't fix it, 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 but you may be able to put it in perspective. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes the deep transformations that happen with a Pluto transit can be uh, too intense uh, to put any distance from it. And uh, so you can sometimes have to hang out in that underworld place where you're dealing uh, without distance from anger and other difficult emotions, and you have to process it. But what I have recently discovered is a new item for the toolbox. And for me, this has been mindfulness meditation. And I started with uh, TM, Transcendental Meditation, uh, a million years ago, and I've done meditation on and off but there, throughout my life, but there is a whole new crop, I want to say, uh, of young um, people who are teaching meditation, who are highly skilled in uh, meditation techniques, particularly mindfulness and put, bringing it off of the lofty Himalayan heights and um, from what we knew years ago into, into some very um, new and down-to-earth uh, ways of, of approaching meditation and mindfulness. And 
For me, I w- I've been particularly impressed by the work of Jeff Warren. Uh, he um, does some of the meditations on the Calm app, and also Dan Harris from he wrote a book called Ten Percent Happier, and he has a podcast for that. And uh, they often work together, and they are part of this um, new generation of uh, really brilliant, insightful uh, people who are teaching me uh, things that I want to share with you because I think um, it particularly applies if you if you know astrology and you see a Pluto transit coming or you feel like you might be going through in the future a, a difficult uh, time, uh, is there any way to prepare for it? And I think now, for the first time, I, I think there is, and it is practice. It is, I think, meditation practice, and meditation perhaps in a different way than you've done it before. Um, and I, I want you to realize that that. A, a Pluto transit um, happens because it's almost as if the universe or God is deepening ourselves. It's not a bad thing. We're we're moving towards greater compassion, greater wisdom. But d- good things don't come easily, and usually not without a letting go of something. Uh, so this also applies to the south node because one could say we come in with a south node affliction or you know of course I I wrote a a book on the north node that was my very first book and my last book six books later I wrote this book on the south node um, really to help people understand um what was happening with them in a past life, what they're bringing over into this life, what is the slippery slope and default patterns and habits they're likely to come up against now. And you could call them afflictions or just past habits and ways of being. And in some ways, they have, um, they're not totally dissimilar from Pluto transits, except that the south node is always with us and i don't find that the, the the transits of the nodes to be anywhere near as important as just looking and understanding where your south node is by sign and by house and then you can take it farther it's almost like a spiritual detective story as i explained in the book south node astrology you then look and see well what is the ruling ruling planet for my south node, and what is it doing in my chart? What sign is it in, and what house it is in? So you can learn a lot if you're willing to take that journey. But what I have been learning about recently is that a practice, a daily practice, or as often as you can, and it can be short, it doesn't need to be long, but Um, where we quiet down so much and get so keenly tuned in and familiar with the nature of our psyches 
um, is a wonderful preparation for um, dealing with moving towards your north node and not sliding back into south node habits and dealing with Pluto transits. Um, I think what we learn from practice is learning to trust the basic goodness of ourselves, of the process of our lives as it unfolds. And of course, astrology helps with that. But a lot of times astrology just will say, oh, you're going through this or this is coming up. It does uh, and and it's a good time to to let go and you can't really fix it. Um, but I I think that the best prescription that I know of is this mindful meditation practice. It's it it takes the wisdom of, uh, of the ancients um, and really brings it into the present moment. It's not what I learned many, many, many years ago. It, it has a different flavor, even though it comes from the same origin. And I think it helps us to gain a perspective uh, on what is going on and also to be able to accept certain discomforts or pain or illness in our lives because we don't always have to suffer. I think that one could say that suffering is caused by being often caused by being caught up in the drama of what is going on. And we are trying to control it and to micromanage our way through the underworld. And this control and the micromanagement um, not so good. It works pretty well with Saturn transits, uh, <laughs> but um, you don't want to get caught up in the drama. And meditation is one of the best ways to learn how not to get caught up in the drama. And drama is comes with the territory of the South Node, and Pluto. It's, it wants to suck you into that drama. And we find that the ways that we get beyond it can be such things as um, leaning back or finding our faith again, whatever our faith is in. It may be in a lost spirituality within ourselves, It may be an awakening of a spirituality or as in this mindful um, meditation, it has almost nothing to do with spirituality. It has a lot to do with uh, what science is, is showing and what the practice of meditation does and how it makes you feel and how it makes you more prepared to deal with things as they they come up and so i highly recommend uh, jeff warren's work uh, and uh, uh, dan harris i think they're doing a wonderful job but there are so many other people out there doing this as well so 
take a look at, at them. And also, if you are interested in the South Node on this podcast and in the earlier um, podcasts, I, I would go through the dates and the um, descriptions of every South Node placement. And I have talked um, quite a bit about Pluto. Um, there is a whole chapter on Pluto in North Node Astrology. And of course, in Lifting the Veil, Becoming Your Own Best Astrologer, there is a lot written about it. But I just wanted to share with you today this, this, new, um, this new old insight that there are different ways of approaching meditation um, uh, that is worthy of exploration and could be very helpful, I think, for astrologers. So I hope you'll, you'll give it a look. All right. Well, thanks for coming by today. Uh, if you want to find out, check, uh, find out more, check out my website, northnodeastrology.com. Bye-bye for now. Mm-hmm.